I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't like blood with Gorley and Rust. My name is Matt Gorley. My name is Paul Rust. Hey, you're the Gorley and I'm the Rust. You couldn't have this podcast with neither without neither of us. Yeah. Now, as far as the word with mm. and the other word and in the title, we're not trying to take those. No, no. That's uh what is it? What would you just say that's in the ether here in the room with us as we talk? Yeah, it's the with and the end. Open source, it's royalty free. There's no copyright on it. But that's Gorley right. and Rust. Now, Gorley, especially Rust is still a noun and a verb, aside yes. from a proper noun. Yes, it makes it difficult, Matt. Or at the at the time naming uh, uh our child, my wife and I naming our child. Kurt's Rust is a Noun, oh. verb, adjective. So to have a first name that is any of those mixes it up. So like, what do you mean? Like, like so if, I mean, this would be the worst name in the world, but if somebody was like named Rodney and it was like Rod Rust, then oh, you're like, right. okay, so I'm thinking of a rod yeah. that's rusted. Um, even well, a girl's name like Daisy. Daisy Rust. Daisy Rust. Two it's nouns. just, it gives, yeah, it's connotations of a tin image. roof. You can't do tin roof. Uh, I did when I was in the B 52s. Okay. I went tin roof, <laughs> rusted. Uh, we have a bit of that problem too because Gorley in itself sounds a bit like an adverb. So mm-hmm. uh, we weren't ever considering this name, but you know how when you're naming your child, you go through millions, it seems. Yeah. So I like Loudon Wainwright. I like the name Loudon, but. Once you put it with Gorley, it just sounds like loud and Gorley, like loud and Gorley. <laughs> Gorley, we roll along. Yeah, yeah. Gorley, we roll along. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we do on this podcast. That's Gorley, right. This we is, roll along. We talked about horror movies mm-hmm. at length. Mm-hmm. It's a cozy cast. It's easy listening. Hey, you're wearing pajama pants. I I'm have, wearing Crocs. I'm wearing We're taking slippers. It real, it's the best. Oh. I love it. And uh, as I've said many times, the environs here <laughs> are so 
nice. It's a cozy. Uh, it's just so cozy here. And uh, I mean, even to hear a babbling water, people probably don't hear that on the mic, but outside there's a fountain. That's right. How more zen can you get? I defy you. Yeah, I eat know your heart out, Bush. Yeah. Everything's zen here. <laughs> I know it's contrary to being zen, but I fucking double dare you to get more zen. I double fucking dare you Crank it to up, get more bro. zen, bro. Listen, you can go to with and or patreon.com slash with and Rust yes. and get full feature length commentaries. Mm-hmm. We just did maybe what was one of the most fun commentaries. Yeah, that was fun. Friday the 13th part two. It's up now on our yeah. Patreon. We yeah. love that movie. Paul, especially, I think that's high peak horror movie cozy for you. Yeah. I and s- close for me too. Uh, yeah. As I said on the commentary, I was like, hey, this is my number one cozy movie, both how it looks cozy, but how it makes me feel cozy. That's a big double cozy. And then as you remember, there is a specific moment that I think is the coziest moment of the movie. So the coziest moment of the coziest movie, I mean, come on, it's a cozy movie. But uh, just to give people a little taste of the Friday 13th part two commentary that we did, there is a part that was cracking me up later when I thought about it. What's that? uh, Well, the weird Jason shack that he has, yeah. the makeshift shack <laughs> yes. that he has at the forest. <laughs> I had mentioned to you, I was like, oh, oh uh, this property now, like Jason shack isn't here because this is like some of the most like uh, 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 high value real estate in like the country because it's like. Um, You're talking uh, about the shooting location. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's like beautiful uh, East Coast uh, forest. Uh, like now somebody owns that property and has a beautiful right. house there. It's definitely not Jason's shack. But then you said that the person who built the house had kept <laughs> Jason's house as a wig and then styled the rest of the house to respect the original (laughs) honor. You have to honor honor the integrity of the original design, just like you would with a mid century modern or a craftsman. So there's like, uh, 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 we didn't say this, but I was just just like, Oh, like a, uh, wall street, like investor. (laughs) Like he goes out, he's like, well, I guess we have to buy like 25 foot, uh, corrugated metal <laughs> to be able to build roof. this entire wall. Yeah, Rusted. tin roof. Rusted. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, they should listen to it. Uh, uh, it's f- f- always fun to talk about that guy, Jason. Oh, it sure is. We also do mailbag episodes on there, cozy yeah. drafts. You can subscribe at different levels to get different things. The highest level is the baby xenomorph. And what we do, if you subscribe at that level, you get your name right on the podcast. And it goes a little something like this. Uh, Andy Borges. Matthew Cope. Hey, hey, I, I, uh, that wasn't a specific hate to that name. I got conscious there because I didn't say hey after the first name. So oh, gotcha. starting on now, I'll just say hey. Matthew Cope would like to shout out his daughter, Perry, and son, James, and beautiful wife, Sarah. Isn't that nice? Oh, that's nice. Tim Gustafson. Gust- Gust- sorry. Oh, he wants an Irvin Kirshner shout out. Hmm. <laughs> Drama. Shane hey. Malik. Hey. Uh, and oh, I would like to shout out his brother Ty Malik. Oh, that's a nice. birthday shout out, Aaron. Ty is short for Terrence, perhaps his brother Terrence Malik. Oh, big he, listener of the pod, Terrence Malik. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm. No, is that, is, uh, are those all our? There's Zenos? one more, Jake Mass. Hey, yeah, there it is. I try yes. to scan these. Okay, business done. No, thank you, Matt. Thank you, as always, for doing that. Um, I did think uh, later. Um, t- too late, too late. Um, what what we could have said when you said that we also have mailbag episodes. Uh, I should have said uh, Friday Thirteenth has a male wearing a bag. Oh yeah, but we also do a bonus episode that is a <clears throat> male bag. That's right. Okay. What we're saying is we've got it all. Yeah. And if you want to, Matt, you can clip that, move it earlier. (laughs) (laughs) So when I really get it in at the opportune time. (laughs) Well, today it's 2017's Cult of Chucky. That's right. Fresh, not on the heels of Curse of Chucky from 2013. Yes. Yeah. Now, last episode. one was in the dawn of the second term of Obama's administration, and one was in the dawn of the of Trump's uh, first term. Dawn of the Dead, uh, and Day of the Dead. Yeah, and the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Let's <laughs> hope not. I got lost in the metaphors. There. I am too. I'm lost. But uh, were you lost uh, uh, in the title? Of our uh, of this current uh, slice of Chucky cult of Chucky cult, cult. of Chucky. Yeah. I like the title. I like the title too, yeah. and I like this film more than the last one. Same uh, caused quite a stir on the Patreon about our last episode. Just that either we didn't like it or I wasn't paying attention enough. I apologize, but also I wasn't goofing off. Oh, oh, I was also. Um, uh, uh, Jay accused of uh, yeah. <laughs> of not paying close attention. Um, uh, but hey, we both tried. You know, we tried. That's the point I we was going to make. That this was not a goof off not paying attention. This yeah. was I was just. I apologize if you like this movie. Yeah. I, in fact, I celebrate if you like this movie. Yeah. I didn't. And well, I was bored. Yeah, and I'm if uh, with with the previous one, yes, the previous with one. with 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 uh, uh, not not the cult. Yeah, but, though, but, uh, but the, still but some the curse. issues. But yes, yeah, yes. This, but this part is admittedly a bit of a slog for yeah. me personally, and that's yeah. just how these things go, everybody. Yeah. And you've got those, everybody listener. You've got your slogs. Yeah, yes. And what it? Uh, uh, well, I'm wearing my Crocs. Oh yeah, and I'm wearing Danish clogs. Ooh, I wish I had slogs. That oh. sounds like no, maybe kind of sounds gross. What thing would that to wear. be? It's like slime clogs. clogs? Slime clogs. <laughs> You put your feet in some like nourishing, <laughs> nourishing slime. <laughs> no, there's gotta be. Uh, uh, slime gets a bad rap. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, it definitely. Uh, uh, oh, I just wanted to say, we can we get back to slime? Yes. I just wanted to say, what it revealed to me, <laughs> not revealed, what it just demonstrated was like any franchise. Uh, People really uh, love it and have like yeah. strong feelings about it, and uh, uh, yeah, people are protective. I get it. Yeah, uh, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you understand that too. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what's the one that uh, movie? Uh, not uh, not a Chucky necessarily that you um, feel though. I don't even mean like defensive or anything. It's protective. just like protective. 
That's a good question. I, you know what, to be honest, I think I, I understand exactly what you're saying about how people feel protective over it, but I think having done podcasts of this ilk for long enough, especially in the James Bonding franchise, I learned to let that go. And I was able to love the things I love while understanding some other people might not. And actually not even just understanding, but celebrating that because there's bonds to love and even maybe hates a strong word, but bonds to be indifferent about just like the way I feel about these Chucky things. It's good. We're having this conversation because I think think so too. It's it's a lovely one to have on a a podcast about movies and franchises. Best thing you can do in your, for lack of a better term, fandom is to let go of what other people think and just love what you love and celebrate that yeah. and let people love what they love. Yeah. And isn't that a bigger metaphor for mankind, my friend, Paul? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, and, uh, it, it, it helped. Uh, yes. And, okay. uh, the more movies that a franchise gives somebody, then the more there is to love, but then the more yeah. for a fan to be able to say, Oh, that's not my thing. Right. And in relief, Against the thing I love, it really makes me see the things that I love in the in the ones I do. Yeah, like if anything, Curse of Chucky made me fall in love with Bride of Chucky all that much more. All that much more? Hey, yes, I know exactly what you mean. Curse of Chucky made me uh, go, and 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 uh, uh, as well as a Seed of Chucky. When I was watching yes, Seed of same. Chucky, it right. made me have this nostalgia. I agree. Of and not a false one. I bet if I like went and rewatched Bride of Chucky right now, I would like like it more because now I have yeah. an understanding of like where yeah. what where Chucky goes and what he can do. I really wish it seems like the magic touch was uh, uh, the filmmaker Ronnie Yu. Mm, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, because we uh, also love the you know that sort of whatever kinetic style of like yeah. Freddy versus Jason and he did. Yeah. I think movies that are a little, and I do uh, feel like cult of Chucky got closer to this, which I right. really liked is the, um, I mean, it totally did versus the last one yeah. is like, uh, what I really love about the Chucky movies is like the high style sort of like fun, playful Gothic, yeah. like, and then, yeah, all the Hitchcock and De Palma stuff, just like things that are like, remind you that movies like this are fun. Exactly. Is, is like, and I, Cult of Chucky is chock full of, chuck full. Chuck full. Uh, of moments like that. Um, oh, slime, Matt. Okay. And then I, I need to go open the slime tab and then I need to get back to that tab. You no, no, no. Then about. you go to this tab before we go to any slime tabs. Well, on Seed of Chucky, this these past two movies have made me reassess Seed of Chucky. And when I came out of that movie, I, I felt maybe it was middling child's play, but now I'd put it up a little bit more. I think it's aged in my memory, even though this, we're talking, what, two, three weeks? No, I. It's, but when you're watching a bunch, it's easy to have them kind of solidify a little bit more. Cheat of Sucky has a fine aftertaste <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. There's something about Seed of Chucky that has grown on me yes. in time. And I don't know if that is... I mean, this has hyperbole, suffering the last tones of the last two movies, which for this franchise don't work for me. Well, you know what? We may need to sort of, after we watch all these, reevaluate the scores, because Mm -hmm. I'm realizing, maybe this uh, was semi-identified previously, but I think this is the first franchise 
series of horror movies we talked about where we're watching them, some of them for the first time. A lot of them. So in living time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. And they're, they're so connected chronologically, which most franchises have abandoned by now. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then by the next one, it is abandoned by the reboot, yeah. the next Child's Play movie. So this is sort of, and I could see what a punch in the gut it would be if you were fully on the Chucky train and you're like, they build up all this lore. They have the three yeah. different versions of a Chucky movie altogether. Andy, then Tiffany, then Nika. They found them. And to get, then Kyle. And Kyle. Yeah. Yes. They get them all under one roof, and essentially. And then you hear the next Chucky movie is a reboot of the first one. And Tell me about it, Halloween 6. <laughs> and Don Mancini isn't involved at all. It would be... Really heartbreaking, I think. Yes. Uh, uh, Halloween six. Would you, you you mean when H two O happened? Yeah. Halloween six. The, the lore trilogy. Was, <laughs> I thought that was going to be the movie you felt like you had to. You were the most protective of. Oh, it is. But if you were at a bar and you heard some guys <laughs> down the bar drunk and going like that, cult of thorn ain't shit. Excuse me, <laughs> sir. Beer beer mug slams down. <laughs> The the crowd goes quiet. The jukebox stops. <laughs> the jukebox stops momentarily, and then you go and you start the theme for Halloween Six on the jukebox. So like the yeah, that like kind of synthy more. No, I know the Mon original Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, and it's just what did you say? No, that's the perfect example. I love Halloween Six. Yeah, and never in a million years would I expect anybody to love that movie. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I. Uh, 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 um, get very protective. I'm trying to think. Uh, what I do try to get uh, protected. I feel like maybe if there was a with something I love, or I'm protective. Well, I don't ultimately, know. I don't think part I, of this is too that we're talking about. Uh, decidedly be at this point, be movie level franchise, same with Halloween at that point. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's getting their back up over these things, we're all kind of missing the point. I think, you know, and I'm not speaking about the patrons at this point. I'm just saying all fandom everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 We all know this. Yeah. But, um, well, Well, it's also like, uh, uh, in, in, in a positive way, this isn't like a, for shame, I'd say, you know, including us. It's a little like, uh, you know, I don't follow sports. Yeah. But I know sports can be really good containers for feelings yeah. and high emotions because yeah. you get to have it in a, you know, a set amount of time and your team wins or loses. Uh, so for me, these a lot of these movies are like containers for feelings. Yeah. And so if somebody kind of fucks with that, futzes with that container, uh, I think De Palma I know gets has to get defended sometimes, and I'm yeah happy to do that if I have to. I love when you defend <laughs> De Palma because it always makes me see things yeah. differently. I know we rode hard against those zombie Halloween movies yeah. in a pretty intense way but yeah. i feel like maybe i'm misguided but i feel like we were matching the intensity of what those movies were trying to do in yes. our criticism yes and i think it was yeah 
just. Yeah. I yeah. could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. No. And like, uh, I mean, moving, uh, uh, like telescoping out from that, I bet if you looked at all of the, um, uh, 2007 to 2020 or whatever, or 2015. Yeah. Before like it follows or stranger things came out. Yeah. Elevated horror for lack of a better term. Yes. Elevated horror was the thing. Those kind of grimy Rob Zombie movies were looking for, which was like, Hey, take us seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, whenever elevated or kind of figured that out, but that little area, I bet if you graphed all of the movies we would watch, they'd all like dip in that area. Cause they're just like not fun. They're no, not they're, fun horror movies. They're not, area. they're not my wheelhouse for sure. Yeah. But I do think about how, you know, that's why we also, we don't really talk much about the saw movies or mm-hmm. hostile. Or I know something. maybe we will one day, but you're right. Yeah. They're, they're just not fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's funny because in the same way you hear the, we've talked about the older generation, you'll hear them talk about the universal monsters. And it's like, oh, I don't connect with that. Uh And then I'm sure they'd see a Jason movie and be like, this is fucking shit. And also uh, seems kind of mean and vile. (laughs) Like I would (laughs) see if you loved the Frankenstein Uh, movies, you would be like, Oh, so a woman shows her breasts and then a javelin goes through those breasts. Yeah. Got it, weirdo. You know? <laughs> so so, so right. it, it seems to be arcing always on You're that. So I'm right. just kind of like the the next generation, uh, the previous generation is a little like, Ugh, and all the people who are reading Bram Stoker's Dracula and the first run and then we're like, so, okay, they dug up this guy and there's a, a Dr. Frankenstein and he brings it back to life. And then there's a violin and a little girl. Okay. Oh, okay. sicko. Yeah. This is my, uh, lack of understanding of history and anything that would come before Bram Stoker's is a point of comparison. Cause I was going to say, I mean, we never saw this in our hieroglyphics in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Except, there was probably something hello, universals, them. the mummy. The original mummy. The mummy. So there's precedent. Ooh, Not yeah. all old people don't understand right. yeah. gritty horror. <laughs> Did you see the uh, um, Fraser mummies? The the, the oh, yeah. Dr. Fraser grade. <laughs> yes, I definitely saw the, the mummy movies. But yeah. you saw the uh, both. Uh, Aren't there three? Oh, I guess if you're counting Scorpion King. Scorpion King. I've yeah. seen all three. Hey, cool. Yeah. And you like I, them? Oh, I love them. Oh, they're kind of uh, Indiana Jonesy, huh? Yeah. Especially I, that first one. Classic. Um, was that tab closed? Because uh, I wanted to talk that, about a funny thing. That, that tab's closed. We've got slime, slime tab, tab open, but do your mummy tab, then we'll go to well, slime. Well, the Look. mummy tab was only Indiana Jones, which is I wanted to tell people about the funny thing that happened uh, when, just before we started recording. Oh, yeah. You have the, the door that automatically closes to make sure your child doesn't... I have a child gate in my Yeah, a child yeah. gate. And so you open the gate... And just as it was, it was like automatically swinging and I almost got it, but then it closed. I went, oh, and from the moment I went, oh, I thought, oh, that was like an Indiana Jones thing. Like I almost nearly got it and I yeah. missed it. Uh, it would have been more Indiana Jones if I had actually gotten it just at the last oh, minute. Or if through, you were wearing a hat and leather jacket, which I've asked you to every time you go, <laughs> come over here. If my hat and jacket had fallen off as I gotten through <laughs> and then I had to reach back and grab the hat and jacket at the last <laughs> second. Uh, uh, so my so that happens, and then my buddy, I'm thinking it in my head, and then my buddy over here goes, <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> Classic Gordon. Classic. Well, it was great. It was the great. point is, we still got it. We still got it, and we still got the slime tab. Open. Yeah. All so I don't even say- remember what the point of the slime tab is, but take it away. You said slime gets a bad rap. Oh, you're right. It does. Uh, uh, and I just wanted to say. I mean, I can say this in a sentence. Uh, take hey, take take as much as you need for the slime tab. As a member of a particular generation that was born between 1979 and 1985. Oh, Generation Gak? Generation Gak. I am part of that six-year age group that, I mean, this is where I'll get protective and defensive. Mm -hmm. Slime. I hear you. I'm there with you. I, I didn't even really like slime as a kid. It's more if I was just like, if I had grown up with the ethos of my generation and I feel like I have to defend them because slime was just fucking obsession i mean slime falling on people in nickelodeon was a i think a generator of that but people had their own like slime kits let me tell you friend (laughs) i was there at the advent of slime when the first (sighs) slime hit the market and i went to the guile warden and sons company picnic which was my grandfather's company in cerritos california (laughs) and we they raffled off a buck those little tumblers of slime and i was so excited i won it i opened it up and it fell right in the sand and it gets all and it was useless it was useless it was one of the worst days of my life so what year was that because i am curious when like Mm. you can go and buy slime off the shelf i i mean because i have a theory it's some like post-vietnam military industrial complex discovery they made like hey dow chemical and us figured out probably is because it had a heavy chemical smell i i i'm guessing um 80 79 Mm -hmm. 81 Mm -hmm. somewhere around there Mm -hmm. i don't know because they also used to come with eyeballs in them Yes. Plastic eyeballs. Yep. In yeah. Like a, yeah. Plastic. I love tumbler. that smell though. I, that, oh, that yeah. and like the smell of nicotine are probably like the two worst smells that I love the most. Nicotine, coffee, popcorn, and slime all better smells than the actual substance for me. Yeah. And I, I love coffee. Well, popcorn and coffee both smell great, but they do things to your tummy that, yeah. oh boy, hum- same. Dubba-wubba. I cut you off in the middle of your slime tab. That's it. I said it was going to be one sentence and it was like five. So slime tab. Except to say that. Wait, open that up. That was closed back. Slime persists. And I love that because now for kids, there's a whole thing about like you get together and you, the recipe, you make slime. Hey. That's great. I was making slime three days ago, my friend. Jesus Christ. With some shaving cream. Thank gosh. I How do you just, do it? You, you, you add some shaving cream and then uh, uh, some water and then, excuse me. What if I was like gagging from like <laughs> my experience with slime? It's horrible. You, oh my God. You add, um, I forget all the ingredients, but okay. uh, yeah, uh, uh, it was like homemade Homemade slime. Great. But now you can add glitter. Yeah. You can do all kinds of fun things with does slime. The, does the shaving cream make it opaque? Uh, No, I think it gives it um, body. Okay. Oh, yeah, I would hope so. 
body and uh, sort of smoothness and a shine. Yeah, uh, shine. The conditioner of slime. Okay, tabs closed. Tabs closed. Let's get down to business. Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chuck. Okay. Um, first Chucky. thoughts. I mean, we, we've had thoughts trickle out here so far, but what are some first thoughts for your of yours? Uh, well, definitely cult? right out of the gate, a step up from Curse of Chucky. And that's mm-hmm. both in, in tone... And obviously budget, we're st- I'm still getting Canadian film industry vibes here. Mm-hmm. I heard a couple of stories, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's all okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm not to just, say that you, you didn't think that was okay. You just, you just notice it. It's there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it did feel like the scope of the setting was larger than the seed. Yeah. Than a, a cult. Person. I'm going to pose an interesting question. Please. Because we're often bemoaning the fact that every franchise either gives up or erases prior things and doesn't pay attention to them. Yeah. And the strength of Chucky's franchise has always been it's even if um, a bit labored, it's ability to connect itself and mm-hmm. bring itself back in and follow a complicated, but, but I think pretty accurate timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is there a case to be made that, that's diminishing returns. I think that's also part of the problem with these last two movies is that they're going to such great lengths to tie things together. So like the reveal of certain things of, of Fiona Doris character becoming Brad Dorff's character. It's just another twist after twist after twist. And this is, I think what's ultimately losing me is that it's taking greater strides to connect itself than yeah. it is to being, a solid movie at times. Yeah, that's interesting, dude. Because you're basically uh, uh, not. You're basically. It's like a. Um, it's its strength is also its weakness. Mm-hmm. Like having uh, one person, uh, Don Mancini at the helm of all of these movies in some way, uh, is without a doubt its greatest strength. Yes. That's not to say it is also a weakness. That's not where I'm going with this. It's just like when I watch these movies, I'm like, it is so satisfying compared to other franchises, even a movie like the alien franchise or like the jaws franchise, like austere, like for its own franchise. I love that. yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, and then also getting, a lot of the same, like if you like the same type of uh, tone of jokes or stuff, mm-hmm. you also get all of that consistently, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the sort of like weakness as I'm talking about is like kind of not even about what Don Mancini or whatever he's doing as a filmmaker. It's more like, um, you know, like when you read like a, a I hear you on this, like because yeah. it's like when you read like a Reddit thread, and people are talking about like I'll read like what would you like to see in the next Friday Thirteenth movie? Sort of mentioned this before. It'll be like somebody will be like Tommy Jarvis comes back mm-hmm. from you know the last time people saw him was in Friday Thirteenth Part Six because wow. he was in four, five, and six. Right. So these are fans who like love the franchise. And I love the franchise and I love them too, but they think it would be a good idea in 2023 <laughs> if a Friday 13th movie came out that on Friday night, a date 
both 16 year olds on their like second date going to see the new Friday 13th movie are just hungry <laughs> to see the continuing adventures of Tommy, We're talking Tommy Jarvis, hormone raging teenagers who are making out and under the clothes, petting each other. They stop this. They to stop. turn and see is that fucking Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> uh, well, is that an early a man in his mid sixties now, <laughs> Tommy Jarvis? I would make one exception for that, and that is Corey Feldman coming back for the role. Yes. Hey, if they do some sort of epic David Gordon Green style oh, treatment no, of you know, you I know, take it back. Then sure, Corey Feldman, I want him front and center. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, and then a lot of times that thought on not to this isn't uh, shamey reddits or whatever it's just like yeah, I think that, that's fair to do the, 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 it gets like a lot of like upvotes yeah. people are like that is a great idea so the fans love it too because this is like a fan thread for, obviously this is where you're gonna find them yeah, yeah but uh it's all to say that wouldn't make for a good continuation of a Friday 13th movie in the same way that you're saying yeah a franchise that gets a little too, especially a horror one about a killer doll. If it gets a little too like heavy with the lore. And we're watching these movies back to back. Imagine over time, those teenagers were in the uh, audience of these movies going, what the hell? And, yeah. And I think like, I loved it through bride of Chucky, especially, and even seed of Chucky. But these two movies, it felt, it feels like a hindrance to me. Yeah, you know, when I, I didn't mention this the last episode, but when we watched, when I watched that first time, The Curse of Chucky, when it first came out and I was watching with a group of friends, I remember when Jennifer Tilly popped up, everybody was like, huh? Yeah. And then it was like, some people being like, she's in the other ones and I think she's coming. Like, <laughs> which if that's somebody's experience at the end of that, then I guess this movie is a lot of that. It's kind of like yeah, Andy. You know what the, the cost is? You get less Chucky. You get less fun Chucky. Oh, I felt that definitely. I was like, wow, we're spending so much time on kind of continuing these characters that I'm not getting the Chucky time I want. <laughs> I want Chucky time. I have custody of Chucky for a certain amount yeah, of time. I and I one want weekend my Chucky a month, type. And I want, at least in this movie, you get three Chucky's. For better or for worse. Okay, so that should have been the headline here. I know. Fucking Grand Slam home run. The scene of those three Chuckies together, killing somebody, talking, interacting, getting very close to Greblin's territory. I was like yeah. flipping out. A slight difference in the voice too that he's doing. Oh, Dorif yeah. is a true pro. Yeah. Uh, but And that they all had their three separate looks that kind of yeah. gave them their own kind of like, uh, not necessarily three stooges, but something like. But why, why does short hair Chucky, ha why did Andy shave his hair? Was it just to differentiate him later movie wise or did I miss that? Oh, that could be. No, I know it is for that, but w why in the w w cinematic universe did he uh, cut his hair? Oh, I thought you were saying in the cinematic universe, he did cut his hair to differentiate him so that oh. if another Chucky so, was afoot, uh, uh, but, that he would know, oh, that's a, not the Chucky I sent. But why did he send the Chucky to the asylum? Now, I, as opposed I, here's to another just, thing. I've been getting a little, a little flack 
for these questions I'm asking. And I'm I paid attention to this movie 100 percent. I want you to know. No, I paid attention too, and I've uh, uh, you know putting all my cards on the table. I've never been a plot understanding person. That's what I'm ever. saying. Yeah, uh, these are getting too convoluted. Yeah, I remember there was a chapter. And I followed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spot. I hear you on this, Matt. Okay. I I think you have the ability. <laughs> no, <laughs> not lately. Though. No, no, to grasp story. Uh, it's just these. Um, so some of this stuff got like repeated, like. Mailing a doll? I think yeah. I saw that last time. But do you know why he mailed it to the asylum? Because um, I know he's planning to show up there. Is it like because he wants to hunt him there or something? I think he... It was a contingency plan for if he found himself trapped in the institute where he was possibly going to go as a way to protect himself like i hit a gun in chucky so if i have to <gasps> that's why oh you're right oh, it was it was exactly like right. a, a dark knight sort of thing it's the of file like putting, and the cake yes 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 or the cell phone in the guy's body and uh, of course dark knight okay, or, thank uh, you that you explained i hope so i no, don't know did. because i'm trying to figure out the timeline a little bit of like andy leaving driving there and then mailing the thing like he i guess no he i think previous... you i think you nailed it the uh, only other question i have sure is i i get now that he looked up voodoo for dummies that cracked me up and he can <laughs> he can copy basically his soul into other forms. Well, that it was a continuation of the uh, Bride of Chucky joke where they're holding a book of voodoo for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's voodooforjummies.com. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like at the end of a run of like six hilarious things that those Chuckies yeah. were saying. So that was just like, yeah, a cherry on the... But which one started that? Which was it? The just I love, love Andy's little beat up head torture Chucky. That (laughs) wild, yeah. It's like they spent all the animatronic budget on that, which I'm all for it. But which Chucky is Chucky Prime at this point? I know this got a little uh, trying to follow. Also, just the uh, correct me if I'm schlong, but (laughs) you are. I thought it was a one-to-one soul transference. Ow. You mean, that like, yeah, you could jump from place to place? Yeah, but it just went, you couldn't uh, uh, multiply. He can, clearly. Yeah, I guess this is the new addition. But I before, I sort of like in the first one, it's like, I guess it's because Dorif is dying and he wants his soul out of his Charles Lee Ray yeah. body into the doll. Well, he says in this movie that I learned this new thing. Okay. But hey, this is where you're helping me. Okay. Buddy. But I still don't understand which Chucky did it when. Okay. Cause the first Chucky is the one with the head on the pike. And that's the Andy's. original. I had this Chucky, question right? too. How did the soul get. Yeah. Bopped around. Yes. I don't know because did how did it end with Cult of Chucky or Curse of Chucky that the soul 
entered up. Oh, this could have been the post credits scene. I watched that. Was it the curse of Chucky? Was it the Chucky doll being sent to him? And now that's how he has it in yes. his possession. It's crazy. So we should talk about okay, this please. because yeah. at, at last episode we were, I think thinking we watched different. Mm-hmm. No, we watched the same. Okay. There are 18 endings with Jennifer Tilly. It's like, Clue times six. Yes. Yeah. And so then there's a, 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 a separate ending at the end of the credits, which wasn't on our version, but exists. And I watched it and they, they recap it in the beginning of this. So Chucky is sent to Andy, mm-hmm. which you think is the ending sting like, Oh, he's going to open it. And there's Chucky. But then there's like a second climax yes. where he okay. gets a shotgun and blows his head off. Uh-huh. And that presumably is the Chucky that he keeps in this safe. The, okay. he- the head of Chucky. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. So that's in a deleted, that's in an unrated portion of a movie, but not necessarily totally given to us at the beginning of this one. Just a piece of it. Yeah. Much like the head. It's just yeah. a piece of Chucky. Just a piece of Chucky. So how does okay. that Chucky... Yes. It's a chicken or egg, or even deeper than that. How did God put... The soul in the man. That's a good question. I have some theories. Okay. I think it has something to do with that snake and that apple. I think it has something to do with voodooforidiots.com. On an apple. <laughs> On an apple computer? Yes. <sighs> um, good so questions. Good questions. You can explain this in the comments. Just don't use the phrase, come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys, is a trigger and red flag. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, kindness goes so far. Yeah. Um, uh, Lest you get yourself called a come on guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not hashtag not all men, hashtag come on guys. <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, so yeah, the, uh, the, the, the ec- the pain, the agony, and the ecstasy of a of a franchise that yeah. continues its lore. Not just Child's Play, but I'd say all franchise. I mean, I was thinking about this when I was watching the Child's Play movie, which was the thing we talk about. Um, where it's like can the continuing the most I felt it, uh, Matthew, was yeah. with the uh PTSD um, Andy. plot story, which is in all of these, mm. just was making me think in a broader way with all of these franchises, most of them have their, we're going to continue the story of the people and they're in some sort of hospital, mm-hmm. asylum, treatment facility, whether that's like, Halloween two, mm. nineteen eighty one, or Halloween, Halloween Resurrection six as well. Halloween six, Halloween Resurrection starts with Lori yes. in a asylum. In the Nightmare movies, it's Nightmare on Elm Street three. That reminded me of this a lot. Yep, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. Your crew, and I think that Nightmare on Elm Street three movie, because it's good, tricks people into thinking that because uh. then Friday Thirteenth. 
this was before the Nightmare on Elm Street, so I'm not saying one was inspired, but like Friday Thirteenth Five, they're in kind yes. of that halfway house. Not to mention One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with our boy Brad Dourif, Dourif. As Billy Bibbit. Yeah, and he actually says this is a cuckoo's nest yeah. uh, in uh, uh, Cult of Chucky. Right. There's also the Juicy Fruit reference from Cuckoo's Nest. That's what that was. Also a reference to the TV show Hannibal, which was it Don Mancini worked on? Yeah, I guess yeah. Don Mancini was a writer in the third season. Yeah. And, uh, uh, um, oh, the Juicy Fruit. I was like, what is that? Seems so familiar. Yeah. Uh, I guess for folks who hasn't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, a character who never speaks says Juicy Fruit when he's given a Juicy Fruit. So that was, yeah. so along with the fact that Brad Dorif was, in one flew of the cuckoo's nest, and uh, yeah, 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 uh, and then uh, and Exorcist Three is in an asylum, yeah, and then Halloween 2018 is mm-hmm. essentially about like Lori's PTSD. Halloween H two O, even though it doesn't take place at a facility, is about yeah. her PTSD and her experience. Uh, and if uh, speaking of Friday Thirteenth Part Two, if the actress who played uh, Ginny was going to, um, she was offered to do part three and she said, no, I want to part ways with Friday the 13th. Uh, but it was going to follow her. The The plot was going to be her at a hospital mental mm. health facility. Oh, wow. Now it seems that the, and you could say alien three is sort of like a, yeah. she goes somewhere that's like an asylum, like, um, yeah, I think if you, uh, this is like, can, uh, adding to what you're saying about this, like lore thing and kind of how it weighs down a franchise, there's a particular type of lore that people follow, which is sort of this PTSD, the characters fucked up and to the same equivalent that I think any Halloween movie could just start with. Michael's back. You don't explain why he's dead. Jason's back. You don't explain. He just finds a new group of teenagers and Mm -hmm. he kills them in another location that I would be okay with that. Yeah. The same with the protagonist. I know you want to like service, like they're emotional, but you can also have a character who's like more often than not. I think people like go, fuck, I have to continue on with my life. And you could start a movie where the person isn't fucked up. Yeah. It's sort of like, I think it would be more dramatic that they were fucked up. They moved on to a place in their life where they have stability. And now Chucky's showing up again. Well, like, it's and more... now he's wrecking that just to see somebody in an asylum. This yeah. is a long way of saying, I really, really, really don't like asylum institute jail move like they're just like oh yeah they're a lot and seeing somebody i'm not speaking of the broader life in the real world people suffering from dsd but as a character thing in a movie it's just like it's not my favorite place to go i agree and i also like to i think it's more fun to see a killer stalk someone from the beginning the first time yeah rather than it's just a repeat of the same person. I think I understand it with Halloween in a sense, because Lori's character is the first real cinematic final girl victim. We are all Lori. I understand them wanting yeah. to mine that as much. They went too far. I think you're, you're right too, but like, yeah, Jason and Chucky and Freddie, 
just they're the stars. They're the final girls. Jason you know is the it, final girl. You know, yeah, Chucky you, is too. What you're saying is Lori's there from the first, first get. All of these other ones, they're not, with the exception of Andy, finally, in this yeah. one, none of them really ever get back to the same with like the Tommy Jarvis stuff. Right, right. The Cult of Thorn stuff. I'm sorry. But it's just like, that wasn't in the first. So. <laughs> no offense. Take it. <laughs> but I thought this, did, for what it was, was like a really well done execution of the, whatever they're calling like the legacies. Yeah. Now, yeah. Which is like, in a pretty clean and not sweaty way, they managed to get the Andy section, the Tiffany section, and the yeah. Nika section all together. I have to hand it to Mancini too, because we've talked about this on the podcast multiple times. The clunkiness of exposition is a real downer when yeah. someone's always like, as you know, or as yes. your sister, I should tell you. <laughs> the, the device of opening with Andy on a blind date and that's yeah. how your recap is done. It was really good. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked that scene a lot. Well, when it was, it was. I really liked that scene a lot too, because you're also going like, "Is that Andy? Yeah, is that the real? Is Andy back? Well, first you're just like, Andy's back. That's cool. And then it's like the actor. And then also, what a breath of fresh air. That big cityscape. Yeah, Shot you were in watching the. Ooh, okay. Yes, that's right. Uh, thank you, Brantley Palmer. Thank you, Brantley Palmer, for that uh, information. Yeah. Uh, and if you were watching these like truly marathon style, that would be just such a nice breath of fresh air between the uh, ghost house in yeah. in uh, Curse and then going to the asylum in Cult of Chucky. I just like that big vista of the city at night. Yeah, um, yeah, and then uh, that uh, Andy was disappointed that he had been Googled before the date. Yeah, I noticed. I guess Google now does exist in this world, not. What internet search. Internet search. <laughs> he said, so you Googled me. I noticed he didn't say, so you internet searched me. <laughs> yes, I Googled you. I typed Google.com into internetsearch.com. <laughs> and then I was able to type your name into that. <laughs> uh, the, uh, 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 yeah, the, that little exchange and you could also understand how that must be hard for Andy to be yeah. able to uh, go on a date. Yeah. Um, just talking about the actor that is the real kid actor, as far as like the non like Kurt Russell, Jodie Foster child actor to adult actor worlds. I gotta say this guy, uh, 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 an outlier in terms of the unknown child actor who grew an adult in terms of quality of acting, I think he's really good. Like for not being on the scene for mm -hmm. a long time for him yeah. to come back. I was like, Oh, he's pretty, he's good. Yeah. And then also still easy on the eyes. Yeah. He's oh, like, uh, or not still, but just like as an adult now he is, it could have gone sideways here, Matt. I'm just saying yeah, like casting the sure. or original actor who played Andy, he could have been a really terrible actor and he could have been like bloated and weird right. and bald and like but not at the same our time, Andy. He's not a pretty boy, which I really liked. And I really like about these movies because you get the feeling that Don Mancini has, has a, a sensitivity for all types and people mm -hmm. so, and the actors it is like that, it does yeah. seem to come yeah. from like a sweet place of 
So what? I'm going to not. Uh, Brad Dorif is no longer going to get uh, residual checks from my Chuck. Like, yeah, this is we're all family here. Like, I love it. And I love even I know it's 2017 is not that long ago, but even the fact that Carlos in the asylum just mentions my husband yeah. And he's a good person. I, I know that sounds crazy to say for 2017 because you'd seen that yeah. happen. But in movies like this, you often don't because these yeah. are often kind of aggressive. Like we said, these like post 9-11, even up to 2017, you're getting still some of these, the remnants of Saw and Hostel and yeah. this bro aggression. Well, and there's yeah. not a moment made of it. It's just thrown mm-hmm. in there. And even, you know, Fiona Dorif is beautiful, but- often you're casting these twig models and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just a refreshing ensemble. In these oh movies. yeah. Like between these two movies, uh, another, uh, filmmaker would have gone, let's just get somebody else to play Nika now. Uh, yeah, or right. take Friday the 13th, the 2000, the, the reboot. Yeah. It's just full of CW, CW model like yeah. actors. And I just love that this movie just sticks with people as they age and change. And Oh know. yeah. And when the movie ended uh, with a shot of the three of them in a car, uh, uh, the Tiffany doll, the real life Tiffany, yeah. and then the um, Charles Lee Nika Ray. as Charles Lee Ray, <laughs> Lee, Charles Lee Ray as Nika. Uh, I, that was so right on. I was like that, that rules. Right. So I love that he keeps with his crew, even like we said, at this point, the diminishing returns because what would the next movie be? Kyle's back. Well, They're it's on the interesting, road. Matt. If if you just have to accept that a sequel is always going to be diminishing returns, maybe yeah, it's about like right. choosing what form you want the diminishing yeah. returns to be. Is it like the diminishing returns of like sweaty, sometimes like lore? Or the like yeah. diminishing returns of somebody who doesn't care about the franchise and it's kind of bopping all over the place and you get Halloween resurrection or something. Because if you also think about the way this movie ends, Charles Lee Ray Prime, I believe, is now in the body of Nika. Yes. So it's not even a Chucky doll anymore, really. There's the Chucky doll that kills the nurse and multiple Malcolm or whatever his name is. And then I love this moment, just sits back in the chair and becomes a doll again, like just waiting for the police to come. That was so cool. So that Chucky's out there yeah. and the head Chucky's out there that Kyle's going to have some fun with. Yep. But the other two Chucky's were destroyed, right? Yeah, I did think like, uh, I was like, oh, we're getting far afield from the, the soul that was Chucky and a Chucky doll because yeah. now it's in a, a, a Nika. Um, but it was so awesome after what seeing a Nika for 90 minutes in Curse and then 70 minutes of Colt. So that's a hundred and nearly three hours of seeing that character kind of being a, a, a wallflower the most exhilarating part for me of a cult of Chucky was when she started being like super cool and like walking around and, and the laugh. She got his laugh. Yeah. Done so yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, and I could see a light in the actor's eyes of being like, I, I've been now doing this 116 minutes of these movies and now I get to like be cool. Like well, it's funny. She gets to walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she, Chucky somehow his soul could transcend <laughs> the body and make it do things that it couldn't uh, <laughs> as a puppeteer, I guess. Uh, 
But yeah, it is, um, um, you know, what did we say in that first, uh, what we were talking about Friday the 13th, the uh, AV club writer who said horror franchises are uh, a telephone game, uh, yeah. the version of the telephone game where and he used Friday 13th, he or she used Friday 13th example of like the first one begins with uh, a mother is avenging the death of her drowned child at a campground uh-huh. to by part nine, Jason's demonic <laughs> force can enter people. Like that's where this got. Yeah. And it, it eventually became the soul, the evil soul can transfer bodies into different, like they yeah. all go there. And, and <laughs> Freddie did it too, right? It happened in, in Nightmare on Elm Street too, right? Did yeah. You? And essentially, isn't that what Cult of Thorn kind of stuff is too? It's kind of like- right. They're trying to, yes. Wow. They all, they can't help but go there. And then what's the- Jaws never went far enough to ever become that. I mean, it got its own ridiculousness, which is it's vengeful and that it's following one person so from place to place. Imagine though Jaws's soul gets in Michael Caine for part five. <laughs> I mean, it would reach the SNL spoof thing of Jaws. Yeah. Eventually Jaws, if they had done eight of them, the soul would enter the body and, uh, of a person on land. Well, and the, the, that Austin Powers lampooned Bond so much. And then by the time we get to Spectre, it's not far. It's, it's played seriously, but it's really close. When the I was brothers, sitting in Spectre yeah. in the audience, yeah. the first night, the first time I saw Spectre, and they start going to those flashbacks, yeah. I was like, this is like the Michael Caine sequence is a gold member. Yeah. Uh, um, no hate. Um, but people, everybody hates Spectre, right? Um, yeah, most, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, 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 yeah, uh, so the, right, so the soul of, of Chucky enters her. And then where do we leave Andy? He's still, he's in the padded room. Yes. The luxury padded room. I'd like to have a pad. Uh, is that just a, a convention? I mean, I know that they have to have rooms that are safe. But they're never probably as art directed. No, as the ones this in the whole movies. place is like she was institutionalized, I believe, at a government facility, and the <laughs> the budget they have for decor at this place for mid century modern decor with a flavor of German expressionism and a Cubert floor tile pattern. A what? Cubert. Oh, I thought you were using an official term, but no. no. Well, you are Cubert because there's, there's a lot of bird's eye camera shots from this. I noticed when people were standing on, stepping on certain tiles, they would change color <laughs> and then they would try to go back and change yeah. the color, but they couldn't step on it again. They had to jump off the side onto a spinning wheel and go back to the top of the room. <laughs> I, uh, 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 I had a summer of Cubert buddy. I on just my played Nintendo. Cubert at Barcade. Uh, oh, I played the Barcade the where you played, yeah. uh, uh, as you said on the right 13th birthday, you yeah. played Moonwalker. Moonwalker, where you're Michael Jackson trying to rescue children, but under today's lens, the bad guys, it seems, are trying to protect the children from you getting to them. <laughs> he said the bad guys seem like child services, and Michael Jackson's yeah. like trying to dance them away while <laughs> yeah. the roped children are behind him. It's as if Child Protective Services all wore denim vests with no shirt. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, uh, the, the, the video games that I could really hook into, 
because uh, I wasn't uh, and not a huge gamer, and I'm not saying that snobbily. I'm just that's uh, my life. But uh, uh, the ones that could most hook into me were those anything that would scratch a sweet OCD itch and Hubert's like yep. meticulous anal retentiveness oh. about not stepping on the right squares I or agree. you should at the right time. Cubert oh, burger time. And now here's one I played the other night that I played as a kid, but I have a new appreciation for Ooh. tapper. Oh, is that the beer one? Yes. Because they really theme this out. The cabinet, your joystick is a tap, like a beer tap. Oh, you, you playing the, yes, yes. that's and so cool, dude. There's an actual bar where you could rest your foot at the bottom like a bar. Wow. It's top notch. They, top notch. So would that be, if somebody said, Matt, we got an extra room in yeah. your house, yeah. you can pick an arcade game, yeah. would you what? I think I would put, I would make a bar room, like a pub room, and put Tapper in there. So and I put Jake the Tapper in there, too. To, <laughs> Jake Tapper. Yeah. I went to a 4th of July party once a couple years ago where and it's where I found out about the Friday 13th part 2 location because I was like do they shoot did they shoot any Friday the 13th in this because I was on the east coast okay um <laughs> this is just funny and it's a funny thing to share please um, uh, I'm trying to it wasn't Jake Tapper but it was this guy who's like on NBC News and uh David David uh he's on the Today Show sometimes uh and I'll get his name here and we'll uh have a laugh about how I looked over and saw him wearing um a red, white, blue bow tie. Okay. 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 I just want pictures. You know how they put up uh, pictures of, uh, you know, the different guys. He was in, um, I'm trying to keep this as compelling as possible while I'm, uh, I'm on the edge of my seat trying to find this guy. Um, why wouldn't they just give me, you know, a whole run of pictures where I could go. Um, he's on the Today Show in the morning. Uh, Matt, can you help me out? Yeah, sure. Oh, I, it's, I'm getting nice, like sweaty. Okay, I got you, buddy. Hang in there. Lighthead. Hang in there. I'm here. I'm here. Breathe. <sighs> Today Show uh, anchors or something. Anchor. I don't. Oh, oh, I just found him. Okay, but I don't know if his name is going to be underneath his head. Who is it? Morgan Radford? No, that's a woman. Willie Geist. Oh, Willie, Willie Geist. Geist. I can't even picture who that is. <laughs> W-I-I-L-I-E. I'll let people at this point type in G-E-I-S-T. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. And now, you, of all the guys, uh, you could look over and see. That's a pretty <laughs> funny one, right? Sure. I wouldn't have been able to literally pick him out of crowd like you did. I was with uh, uh, some... Friends of friends of family of friends and uh, wound up at this uh, East Coast Fourth uh, of July party that was like a, a newsman's party catered and whatever it was, it was it, the the people who brought me there knew it was strange as well. Okay. So if I share any things here, it's not a diss on the people who yes. brought me who I love. Yeah, we just wound up at this party, right? But it was so. 
the waspiest oh, yeah. wasp function I've ever been to. Even the band Wasp was there in bow ties. <laughs> in bow ties. They weren't even they were playing as like a string quartet. Yes. <laughs> Chamber music. <laughs> but when I arrived there, the hostess told us that they had like a a hype man for the kids at the party who was going to be there to always kind of oh my god babysit the kids I'm like Okay. A hype man? Just like any sort of thing of like, you know, like how when Disney World would have like the adult island. Yeah. Where you pleasure put island. the pleasure island, you put the kids to sleep and mom and dad, like it had the vibes of that. Like, don't worry about the kids. Yeah. We're going to have a nice yeah. adult party. And it was this guy who was paid to like dance in front of the kids and try to get them to dance. Anyway, the story is. Later on at the party, my daughter and I, uh, we find sort of a corner where we hear, we're hearing music and my daughter starts dancing and I start dancing with her and we're having fun. Like we're having a good moment together at <laughs> okay. this party dancing. Okay. And this guy like beelines over with kind of like this microphone headset thing. Oh, no. And he goes... Yeah, we can. The party started over here. Let me see those moves. And my daughter just completely freezes up. Yeah. I freeze up. Yeah. Naturally. Like, then he starts dancing for us. And we're like, okay, well, we were dancing. And then uh, he moves on. We don't continue dancing. No, he It killed- was the opposite of his function at oh this party. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, maybe all of those were boring stories. No, but, no, uh, no, no. That's amazing. It's a quarter that, of the life. The fact that a hype man kills the mood. What kind of hype man kills the mood? Know your room, hype man. Yeah, he should get on a list of anti-hype Kids party. Yeah, whatever mommy text chains and daddy text chains are, I was like, do not hire this hype man. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he's positive. No, 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 no. He's just Nothing bad at sinister. It. He's just de-hyped Yeah. He de- I mean, you could make a case when you yeah. kill a dance. When it's you kill criminal. a party, it's a crime. Yeah. Uh, now, just, uh, I would say another consistency we get with these uh, Chucky movies yeah. is the consistency of the logo. Yes, a that's lot. True. We get that, that universal spinning way. globe. Yeah, um, and the Candyman can. Boom, boom. Yeah, it was um, did they have any Willy Wonka songs in this that they sang? I don't think so. Any what? I was making a oh. joke. Did they? Sing any of the songs from Willy Wonka in this one? No, I don't think so. Well, don't even honor that that I said that. <laughs> uh, I want to move that forward too. Uh, I like the little tip of the hat at the beginning. I felt like the um, uh, sound of the police sirens over an exterior shot of like the like a building. It looked like uh, the beginning of Child's Play. Yeah, in the beginning of Child's Play, it felt like all of this was as a way to get all of them under the same tent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, this wasn't in the notes. I know it eventually became the Chucky series, but where do you think the grand scheme was for the next movie? It did seem like there was a lot of... And then in 2019, two years later, um, this reboot comes out. So I don't know if it was like, 
oh, in 2020, we had this thing planned that we were going to do. And then this reboot kind of took the wind out of our sails or something. Yeah. You, you wonder, did Mancini have a path or does he himself just write himself into a corner and find his way out? Cause this is a pretty formidable corner. I'm, I'm sure there's a way out of it. It's just starting with Nika somehow, maybe Tiffany. I mean, I don't know what would be the justification for putting that soul back in the doll, even though at one point Chucky says, I like being a doll. Yeah. Maybe Tiffany just, you know, she gets horny. Right. She misses. But a doll over a girl? Because Charles Lee Ray's body doesn't exist anymore. Right? Yeah. I guess they just, they would maybe walk into a Toys R Us and buy a new Chucky doll. But why? And then she's getting, you're saying she's getting horny for a Chucky doll? Yeah. Oh. The Tiffany doll in the back seat there. (gasps) Oh, that's right. She's like. Yeah. Oh, because that's the other thing. So. Because she could make the argument of out of the three of us, I was the one who was most in, well, Obviously, you can't be in love. Nika couldn't be in love. But what happened to Nika's soul? It just dropped out. Good question. Also, okay. When so do Tif- it nearby. Tiffany's in the Durable. doll. <laughs> Tiffany's in the doll. That is Jennifer Tilly, the actress, mm. doing those murders. Yes. Okay. But as Jennifer Tilly said, uh, Tiffany or Jennifer Tilly, I even get confused yes. myself sometimes. Okay, fair yes. enough. <laughs> um, wait. What's the other question I have? So, yeah, you were with the soul then who... Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Oh, God. Sorry, dude. Oh, it's not your fault. Uh, what was it? Is she's Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And the Tiffany doll wants to have sex with the Charles Z. Ray and the Chucky doll. Uh, right. Where is Nika's soul? Uh, there is something. Uh, It'll come back, right? Yeah, but... Uh, there oh yes was multiple malcolm actually possessed by charles lee ray was that another duplication um because they sure made it seem like it yeah because when he came out of that grave it looked like he had been transferred and that was one of the first times i kind of went oh oh right right the thing he figured out how to voodoo um so why wasn't yeah. he trying to kill Nika? Was he? Well, as Charles Lee Ray, whether this was the uh, original alpha one, but the he was saying to Nika, you know, I was never going to kill right. you. I was That's always right. going to keep you alive. But then the, yeah, what's the motive of putting the Chucky in this Malcolm guy? And yeah, yeah good question. Like at the end is Malcolm... Did he have a Chucky soul in him? I was surprised that they killed him because I was like, this is just more the Mary. It's more a cult of Chucky. If he thinks, if he has at least the capacity to think he could be Chucky, then just have him think he's Chucky and let him join in for the ride. The moments of of getting true Chucky, though, were the best when he like, when Madeline is holding him like a baby and he flips off from the distance or... When he keeps coming back after the the doctor has been abusing Nika and he knocks him out going like, I don't know whether to hate this guy, I love him. That was the best Chucky type line. And yeah, I love the Chucky stuff too of when that girl was um, before the glass fell on her where uh, you could see the top of his head moving around and the little feet. That's like all 
Awesome. That woman is from Slings and Arrows. She plays an intern oh. in one of the seasons. She's so funny and very different. Uh, that's funny. What's the diff- what, what's the difference of her? She career? plays a really uptight, trying to prove a lot intern at the Shakespeare Festival, and she's really funny. That's funny. I uh, I was sad to see her go because I liked her character, and I thought she had kind of like the most next to the woman who plays uh, the. Psychotic mother who yeah. thinks Chucky is her child, which yeah. I really like too. The I like that character being like of all of the sort of like disbelievers. Um, yeah, I know. What you're uh, in this run of movies, yeah. I liked her disbelieving the most, and like the the experience of her getting bit by Chucky yeah. after she's so shit on it, and then having to live. Maybe that's what it is. Usually, after somebody yes. finds out, they die right away. Yeah, so she has to kind of like walk around with this idea, and then the element that's cool in all of these characters is they have to kind of take a moment where they go, "Am I having a break, right. a psychotic break of some kind, or is this really happening?" And the time where I thought that got the most interesting was when she was nursing Chucky. Oh boy. <laughs> and he's making sucking sounds and I'm going, this is where I got the most interesting in terms of like what you could do with Chucky in a mental institute is like, does the person think in that moment this doll is alive and truly sucking it? Am I having a break or, or is reality, am I embracing that the unreal here and I know it's not real. My mind is making this up. Or does the person just fully believe in either? Like, we'll also extrapolate that out further to Chucky going like, I'm just along for the ride. She thinks I'm a kid. And so he's just sexually sucking on her breast to the point of making it bleed. When you really think about it, how horrible this is. I mean, he <laughs> says later, you're the one who got to suck on a titty today. <laughs> When the three of them are having their argument, they're like fighting over who has to do work. It was like, well, you're the one who got to suck on a titty today. Ultimately, give the guy with the bad haircut. That was funny. That made me laugh out loud. It was when they were like, okay, you can go. You have the worst haircut. Uh, uh, the worst, <laughs> the haircut thing that I liked was it was one of those elements that I like in all these Child's Play movies where uh, 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 one of those just like funny observations about kids, you know, when you make the mistake of cutting oh, your doll's oh, yeah. hair and you're like, oh, shit. This or your own hair in my case. <laughs> oh, you did? Like a stomper cut in it. What'd you do? These little elect, uh, battery-operated uh-huh. four-wheel drive trucks. They're about like the size of a bar of soap. Yeah. But they were really strong. They were known like this thing can drive over anything. Uh-huh. And it, the wheel got stuck <sighs> in my hair. And I, I, some reason, felt like I was in trouble. So I just cut it out. I didn't want to go ask for help. And so I had a big like piece of my bangs missing. And as I showed you earlier, I had some bangs. Now, Matt showed me a picture because uh, we were looking through uh, pictures of you as a kid because t- there was a resemblance to your child. Yeah. And then you came to this picture, Matt. Describe <laughs> what was that hair. I think it's better you describe it because uh, and, and speak freely. Nothing about the face. Let's make this clear. But the hair. Take, go, was whatever like, you like. Ron Perlman's beast character in the CBS <laughs> Beauty and the Beast show with Linda Hamilton. And then I'm wearing like navy blue later hosen with red socks pulled up to my calves. Yeah, I said it had a lo- little Lord Fauntleroy It certainly vibe, does, yeah. Even though I don't think your heart could ever have the capacity of being a snotty little Fauntleroy. Uh, I'm I sure you were a good kid. had long ringlet, like 
sandy blonde ringlet curls that my mom didn't want to cut. And they went past my shoulder down my yes, back they did. and she would cut my bangs cause I couldn't see. So I just had the straight across bangs, but long hair. So otherwise. you had the bowl cut. What I saw was like this bowl cut plus yeah. like long, almost permed like yeah. curled yeah. hair that went past your shoulders. Imagine like, a, and you were standing like a, on a fence. Yes. Imagine a restoration like noble person, you know, like that, like would have a snuff box, but that's a wig, but this is real. Like <laughs> that man who's on a snuff box or would own a snuff box. You're saying, take that hair and transplant it yes. to a five-year-old boy. Yes. Or like Brian May from Queen. The Brian May thing is the best. Yes. That is yeah. the best comparison for what you had. As and a there, there was a time when the lead singer of Quiet Riot I think he's losing his hair, but he had curly, long black hair. And then he just switched to a wig, but he went for a full restoration style, like kind of bouffant. Whoa. Yeah. I uh, just read a couple of weeks ago that Bob Dylan's hair, when I think it looks the coolest, when it's just like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, um, so huge. He said that was his, um, he was trying to be little Richard. Oh, which is right. like interesting rock and roll is about being wild when i walk into a room i want to be like the wildest person in the room and so he just started styling us but it's funny that's his version of uh and prince had one of those for a while yes too. Yeah. yeah they're cool and yeah elvis i guess yeah. just a big maybe if i i don't count on this but maybe i'll i'll put this picture up on patreon please when I said fence, I was when I was you're standing on a fence. I was like, this just needs to be seen to be believed. Let me, um, let me look at this uh, real quick just to make sure. I... What it was uh, when we were talking um, earlier about the three of them talking, the three Chuckies talking to each other and cracking each other up. I did want to say that the uh, uh, that should have been like the. 30 minute mark of this movie. Yes. Is, and the, like the trailer, the poster, everything. Yes. It should have been the movie. It should have been the movie. It should have been this kind of like critters, gremlins, oh, three amigos, three amigos, <laughs> three men and a little Chucky. Yes. Uh, three Chucky's and a little man and a little Glenn. <laughs> if the three Chucky's had to raise a baby Glenn. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, by the way, all we do is call our Glenn now seed of Chucky because she is a spitfire. Well, she as she has uh, hair that's the shade of the seed of Chucky, and yeah. her namesake Glenn, yeah, yeah, uh, she is a seed of Chucky. I will say she's a billion times cuter than the uh, actual seed of yeah, Chucky, certainly. just so you know. But uh, man, she just loves to. You said she's a spitfire. She's just a tornado, man. She's we're exhausted. She won't take a babysitter. <laughs> Please help us. The uh, uh, so is it because what how how mobile is she right now? Oh, everywhere. She's everywhere. She's on ceilings, she's in trees. <laughs> on, on, I'm trying to think, have I seen her? She's on feet, or she's she's, she's on, she's not walking, but she's 
holding herself up by things and she got a little walker. So she, and she, yeah. she just crawls everywhere. Yeah. And, and what's right. The crawl is in like the final stages. That crawl oh, is like is, a zoomaroo. It's a violent crawl. It's a clump. Cheetah like it's so fast it and is, assured. It's like uh alien three xenomorph scampering, skittering. And it's that Chucky background thing of like, what did I just see go by? Ah! Also, because she won't really take a babysitter, Amanda and I have to trade off whenever we're working, which is great. I mean, I love it, but these are literally the only movies I get to watch uninterrupted. The only other movies I've watched have been in like eight parts, catching 10 minutes here, 20 minutes here. So I think if you do sense in me some exhaustion for Curse and Cult of Chucky, it's because I'm sitting down to watch a movie and I haven't in so long. Oh. And then it's Curse of Chucky and you're kind of like, oh man. I hear you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, cause I love, I love, I'm so happy to sit down and yeah. watch these movies, but what I want is a bride of Chucky. Yeah. And I want to be taken away. You, you want, know? uh, you want the, the door at the end of that long road to be unlocked and mm. welcomed into a party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um, uh, I I think everybody who says like that the first eighteen months is uh, yeah, just a slow moving, not a car accident because it's the best stuff of the world, but yeah. it is just like a, a very overwhelming. This one's fast moving. We went to Carpentry. <laughs> we had got away this weekend for just a couple of days and went to the beach, and I can't believe how much sand she ate. And I'm not even talking, she was picking it up and putting her mouth, but there was a point where that was sandwich. <laughs> Which sand? This one? Uh, there was a point where she like picking up and putting it in her mouth wasn't good enough. And she would find a like mound of sand and just lean back so she could thrust her head oh. with greater force, open mouth into it with her hands spread and just hum, like that is so like she's basically funny. motorboating the sand, but eating it. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, well, Glenn, and I do not say this lightly, is the cutest little baby you could ever see. And somehow, <laughs> ah, sand mouth, look at her. This picture I'm seeing of her on the beach. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know. I walk out the door each week and I go, there's no way that baby's going to get cuter. Uh, Somehow I come back. She's cuter. I, and then she's be told, I never think she's not going to get cuter. I her, know she her is. Her cuteness is direct, inversely proportional to her, like, uh, chaos. Her, Your en her energy chaos. sappy yeah. levels. God, I love her to death. But uh, she is seat of Chucky. And, and, and uh, to your point about the, um, watching it when you, can find time. And when you yeah. find the time to watch something, you want it to be good. Yeah. I had the experience last night where I sat down. I had, uh, starting at eight 30, I could be sitting down to watch a new child's play, but Matt, I had been up since five 30 in the morning and I was like, um, I don't think I'm going to love Chucky. I'm not going to love this child's way movie. It's tough. You got to be in the right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to watch the first half hour of a fine mess <laughs> instead. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then I got sleepy and it was good that I, yeah. And then, um, I did watch this then, um, this morning when I woke up, 
Um, and those truthfully are the, the times that I can watch something. And it's sad that even when I do have the time to watch something at 8.30 p.m., I choose the siren call of sleep yeah. instead. It's just the way it is. I will say this, that, and this is nothing against the Chucky franchise. I'm really excited for Yuppie Nightmares because there's also a kind of mellower energy to those that will suit my style right now. Yeah. So I think it'll be a little more relaxing. Yeah. For well, me. yes. Yes. Well, yeah. along with the, 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 uh, <laughs> intensity of this movie this was the goriest child's play yet yeah i did like these kills though they were pretty good yeah oh definitely it's just a uh it up the level of anything i had yeah. seen in a which was surprising for a a part what is this seven like uh to have that be like one of the grew uh but the uh um but yeah being able to see right with yuppie nightmares people you get to see them in autumnal sweaters for longer. Oh man, when we did that Friday the 13th commentary a couple of days ago and you just get Betsy Palmer's sweater. Well, it's just that. I just what is that? That's just magic. Yeah, the I guess sweaters. The choice must have been, hey, we're going to be in the dark here. We want a color that you can see. So they chose this light blue, and I guess, you know, they could have gone Well, you're the you you're great with the words, especially with when it comes to clothes. What's that? Is it cable, cable net? net? Yeah. But, um, the, the, the design of it along with it, uh, and the, the turtleneck. What the only thing that would have made it better is if it had Alvin and the chipmunks. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That it went from neck to feet. <laughs> What's the pantheon of great cinema sweaters? You've got Lebowski's. You've got yes. Pamela Voorhees. Yeah, you For got sure. Hirsch, Judd Hirsch and Ordinary People or oh. any work done by Judd Hirsch. Yes, yes. Maybe <laughs> Richard Harrison Orca has a pretty good fisherman yeah. sweater. <laughs> Are there others? Um, <laughs> um, does Dreyfus have one? He must. He's got a sweatshirt. Yeah. That's a different category. Different then category. You're like Steve yep. McQueen and Great Escape and yeah. uh, Beverly uh, Hills Cop. Brian and uh, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. That's my favorite. So oh, yeah. it's Anthony Michael Halls. Uh, John McClane in Die Hard 2 has a roll neck sweater. That's yes, he does. Yes. Um, I, I mean, they had the capacity for lots of sweaters. This was wintertime set, which, and legit, mm -hmm. like I saw real breath coming out of those actors' mouths. Oh, yeah. At well, the they, end. in Brantley's notes, I think it was. Was it 40 below at times or something? Wow. Is it, can, can a human even be in that? Do I yeah. have that wrong? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, the blood froze. Yeah. They said the blood froze and the effects of the snow. Yeah. That is cold. Yeah. That's uh, Mark Hamill having to go outside the hotel to shoot the hot scenes That's cold. Right. Yeah. Nervin Kirshner. Get out there. Yeah. I'm going to stay here warm in the hallway. You go out there, Mark. Oh, but I don't want to have to go out in that cold. Oh, what's the matter? Gonna go to Tashi Station? Shut the door on him. We'll teach him. I am in need of some power. Ah, that's what I thought. Shut the door. Let him freeze. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get Will, William Cat. People wanted him anyway. Oh, I was thinking later about how uh, the William Cat or uh, uh, how the Carrie 
auditions were hold with held at the Star Wars audition, so you can see William Cat yeah. audition for Luke Skywalker, and I guess vice versa. Mark Hamill yeah. read for the Carrie thing. Um, I was like, you know, the kind of notable thing I guess people would be like is like those are two very different movies mm-hmm. that they're bringing in these young up and comers for it. But I was thinking, if the one thing that they were looking for is can you believe that the main character can pick shit up with their mind? <laughs> That's the one unifying thing of those movies. They, I Oh, I believe that you don't call bullshit on somebody picking something oh up with their God. mind. But what if <laughs> Star Wars was just what it was and Carrie's being auditioned and Lucas is like, hmm, the force, what the, okay, yeah. Because he stole everything else. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's, he's just basically. like looking over and he's like, the force could just probably be Carrie's telekinesis. What if Carrie, but no periods? <laughs> <laughs> what if the uh, uh, that's what um, um, Stephen King's publisher said when they were trying to save uh, paper <laughs> what if Carrie but E.E. E. Cummings is he the one that didn't use or no James Joyce who doesn't use punctuation the first one I thought was James Joyce that that yeah. is uh, but I, fuck I've never read Ulysses Me either oh but when I'm on my deathbed I'll go I've never read one single uh, piece of work by a uh, 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 Tale of Two Cities and David oh, Dickens. Yeah. Have a read one piece of Dickens, but I will go. I watched all eight Chucky movies. <laughs> yes, I have this fantasy that when I retire, I'm going to enjoy in the morning getting up, pouring myself a copy coffee, and a sitting down of, with a copy copy of a uh, Dickens. Dickens. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, what you're going to be rewatching Chucky yes, movies? You are. I'm going to be rewatching. Slow burn 70s spy movies till the day I die, and well, it might be what kills me. That is a nice way to go into your sunset yeah. years, I think, is watching it. Uh, oh, oh, the, 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 the final, the, if it was the other thing I wanted to say of, I wish the movie started 20 minute, half hour mark with there's a bunch of Chuckies, right. and we're watching Should have just been called Bunch of Chuckies. Bunch of Chuckies. <laughs> the other thing was, and it, and the same thing of like, this is its pro, but it's also its con. You know, the one thing I don't like in all these Chucky movies is when somebody goes, oh, Chucky's real. And somebody goes, you're crazy. Because mm. it's just frustrating. Because we know that. Yeah, we've seen it. And the whole, it's like they built the whole movie out of that notion. Right. Now, sometimes, like I said, it's awesome. Like when the mother, I was like, does she think Chucky's real? Oh, when they reveal that she knows that it isn't really her child, that she had to kill him. But then I'm wondering, did she really? Uh I loved all that, but the that just meant there were many scenes that I don't like of yeah. somebody kind of questioning a person if what they saw was real. Which, it's eh. tough when you get a lot of slow burn starts to the same basic movie. It's the same as like, how many times do you want to see the Batman origin story? Just get to, just start slapping yeah. the penguin. Start the movie with you slapping the penguin. <laughs> and I mean that euphemistically. I want to well, see Batman jerking off to <laughs> Fangoria. And I mean that by bat fangs. Thank, and, just, and laughing in the Batman cowl up in a window <laughs> of Wayne Manor going, ah, ha, ha, ha. I mean, uh, you know, we love the Don Mancini aristocrats approach of adorning just like lots of details yes. on the parts. But these last three are so like the first four like are 
pedal to the metal, mm-hmm. moving like 92 miles per hour down the freeway, uh, uh, movies. And this scene has two different scenes where the doctor is seducing the girl and Chucky sneaks up behind him and hurts him. They, he does it twice. You know it's what like, the, you the can't rule of thumb should be? <laughs> I'm not talking thrillers or psychological thrillers, but if you have a slasher movie, it should not be also able to be a play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not, that's not fair. No, but gen, a general rule of thumb, you're kind of missing the point. If yeah. that's the case, I heard, uh, like a, a tip. It wasn't even a tip. It was just like a, something that's good movies go by, which is like, they rarely revisit the same location twice. And if a movie does and doesn't kind of highlight that, then it's not a competent movie. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, and that's what, um, you know, always go back to praise and mad men, mad men, like embrace the idea of like, we are going to be, in these rooms, the same rooms over and over and over again. So how are we going to make that actually like thematically like rich? So if you watch it and it's just like, it's all about like when somebody asked to come into a room or Mm. asked to leave or how somebody like, um, Mm, there's just so many different ways that they approach it. It's just like when you're watching something, you're like, so we're back in his office again and he's hypnotizing her. It just doesn't feel as propulsive as a, the first few. Speaking of Carrie, mm-hmm. how about that De Palma split screen? That was like cool. Direct homage. I yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was cool because it was like uh, so many at, all at once because you got the rear window that she was looking out at yeah. it in the split screen. And then the grave reminded me of Body Double, how they like dig that hole and they throw and he's popping back up and stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, the split screen, the nurses that are all in De Palma stuff, they're all around. That That was just like so... I loved it. Um, I'm always going to love a split screen stylistically. Yeah. Here I am being a negative Nelly. Hey, Nelly, you but, speak your truth. We can't like if all a split these screen, If a split screen is kind of showing the same thing closer up, you're not yeah, you're right. truly embracing the what is the freedom and joy of a split screen, which is like, I should be able to be seeing something that I couldn't have seen. I'm not saying you see something that's not the same object. If anything, it's awesome to be seeing the same thing. You just see it from a different vantage point and you get an extra addition of information. It's like going back to the same location, but you're not really heightening it. Matt, that's a perfect, yeah. yeah. Is that a good place to take a pee break? I think so, because I'm feeling it in my bladder. (laughs) I hope that's where you're feeling it. We'll be right back. With Morley and Rust. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With Corley and Rust. I think we're in the home stretch here. Yeah, around around the little uh, Chucky third base We jumped base around here. all over, but that's okay. Anything yeah, well, specific? you know, as I look through my notes here... Um, what does happen is, you know, as we're talking about it, the notions and things, uh, they come, uh, they come along as we talk, mm-hmm. uh, they pop up already. So as yeah. I'm looking through a lot of this, uh, we already, uh, went over, but just some, uh, notable stuff. Uh, did you, um, Brantley Polt pointed this out first on screen sex scene. In a child's play movie with that little stairwell sex scene when the guy was uh That's right, but not no nudity in this movie and nudity in the the last, last movie. one. And then there was a sex scene in uh Bride of Chucky, but it was between two dolls. Yes. Um and then along with that, when you were seeing the male nurse, uh the treatment of that character being gay. I was like, oh, even versus Halloween Kills, which had those kind of two clownish uh, gay characters who lived in the Myers house. Oh, right. Yeah. If you just like yeah. point, yes. you compare those two, you're like, oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought it was interesting that in a movie that is a, throughout it has um, uh, characters, it was the first out character in a child's play movie Carlos Carlos yeah who is like in a uh gay relationship and right. uh, uh so yeah just if you were mapping this out too it's sort of like oh this is um where these movies were falling just as history was unfolding yeah um but uh the um Okay, so when Nika meets Tiffany, uh, I thought that was like really exciting to see because I just hadn't. I know it was sort of like the lore that we were talking about that makes it sometimes too heavy, but when I saw it, I was like, maybe what I liked about it was like it's it's not two characters from different parts of the franchise. It's like two tones like that I'm seeing like mm, the curse of Chucky right. tone meet the bride and seed of Chucky tone was I think what was like blowing my mind and that the curse of Chucky tone was inhabited by the original broader tone yes in that she's acting like the old school child's play in this new play plus it's also amazing that the actual daughter of the killer Charles Lee Ray actor is playing that part which 
likely was not intended when she was cast. Right. But probably informed the reason to go in this direction. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Brantley was saying in his notes, he was trying to figure out, is there ever been a time where uh, a, two family members have played the same character uh, same monster. Uh, Cause he was like, even Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr. I couldn't find a, a time where they ever like both played like <laughs> the Wolfman or something, but two Dorifs have played Chucky, which is pretty cool. That's never happened. You know, I, I, I still really want them to do a hunger games prequel where Kiefer Sutherland plays Donald Sutherland younger. And they just do a one-off like quarter quell movie. Oh yeah. No, don't give me no, Katniss, none of that. Just no, give right. me uh, just yes. uh, the fault of those movies is they get away from the game. Like, just show us the Hunger Games, you know. I want a coffee table book though about the differing, um, <laughs> like portraits of father and son actors because, like, the one between you know, previously we mentioned the bridge, the Bridges yeah. family, the love shared between Lloyd and his sons, uh, Jeff and Bo, seem palpable. Yeah. They they seem like a happy family. Yeah, yeah. Between Kiefer and Donald, I don't uh, know. That's why I think Seems it'd be a little good. fraught. I, I want to hear why, but that's why I'd like to see Kiefer play. Yeah. Because he'd be like, I got this. Let me show you. It's really done. Yeah. And uh, what if, if I'm playing it like my dad, I guess I have to play him like a fucking asshole. <laughs> huh? Who doesn't get it, man? <laughs> What's Who there? doesn't let me play? My music as loud as I want. <laughs> what is their problem? I don't know anything about that. No, just that they've, um, I think they've been in like three movies, but only one of them did they share a scene together. And uh, I don't know. You don't ever see them bopping down same Hollywood with, Boulevard together. Right. Same with Angelina Jolie and John Voight, right? They have yes. maybe a little bit of a Fraudy, fraudy. Fraudy, fraudy. But Kirk and Michael Douglas, not fraudy, fraudy. No. Um, fraternal, fraternal. <laughs> and the Sheen slash Estevez's? Hey, Martin's always going to love his boys. That's right, man. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Because Martin's had his, he had his trials and tribulations as well. Yeah. He understands. He gets it. But Bing Crosby, try being that saint's child. Did you ever see that interview with Bing Crosby? Oh. Uh, where like Barbara Walters is like, what if you're daughter told you she was pregnant uh, out of wedlock. And he's like, then it's Aloha on the steel guitar, baby. <laughs> Wait, didn't Bing Crosby's son factor Eat into some one cocoa of them? crisps. <laughs> what? Take the first trolley to get out of my life town. I'm Bing Crosby. Um, George Thurgood and Bing Crosby's dick. What didn't his son factor into some of the movies we were talking about on here? Bing Crosby's son? Oh, Bing Crosby's son Harry is in the first Friday the 13th. That's it. Yeah, and he plays uh, the romantic lead who, if he was playing Strip Monopoly right, he was going to have himself a three way. 
I wonder how, what Bing Crosby thinks about that. Play Aloha, but hello. <laughs> Play Aloha on the steel guitar. What goes what? What's good for the goose is good for my daughter. What? Oh, I've been, I have been drinking. Hey, I think men of a older generation have double standards when it comes to raising their daughters and raising their sons. I, think? I think those double standards exist today. I think you're right. I'm just going to put my chin out there and say that. Uh, now, uh, once we started seeing multiple Chuckies, like they're passing each other in the hall and stuff, that's when I was like, oh, this is different yeah. and cool. Yeah. Um, now, Chuckie's kills begin with the first, the older woman. Um, and Chucky seems to be having kind of a different path here. I mean, I know in a half hour in, she's like, I liked it. She goes... This is what he's going to do. He's going to kill people in a bunch of crazy ways and then make it look like I did it. And then, you know, uh, so that was cool. But it did seem like um, what Chucky's initially trying to do is kill the patients to make it seem like Nika's Nika's doing it. Yeah. but it's it's a little bit like in Minority Report when he says it's an orgasm of evidence where they're trying to set up Tom Cruise. Colin Farrell's like, there's so much evidence here. Yeah, it's, like, they're clearly yeah. setting him up. That's like... <laughs> When Chucky writes his name in blood, Chucky did it. I, I was know. like, I don't think Chucky, if he was really trying to get away with this, would write that. But would Nika if she was doing it? Yeah, but then that's even Nika being yeah, stupid, right? Like I did she, love that scene though. The spoke that was clever, and that yeah. If if Nika was smart, she would have put a little uh, doll foot in the blood, a and little made good it, guy's sneaker sneaker print. print. Yeah, and same with Chucky. Yes, and the same if it was and Chucky. that would have been amazing because you would have seen the little fireman's axe and the little six gun and the. <laughs> But I did like the spoke thing because it was like bringing her wheelchair back, which yeah. was kind of like a. Uh, he did seem more like she said it. She was like, "He's he's fucking with me." Yeah. So it was also seemed to be a little bit of a different style check. Although when we saw Andy in his house, you saw the academy sweater that was like frayed. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that he keeps. Uh, Chucky's head on a spike. Oh, oh, oh. And the Don Mancini said his house is nice because he got like a lot of insurance payouts. Yeah, I, I was asking myself that question of, wow, Andy did well for himself. How was that? When he brings that head out, I love that they don't tell you right away because I was racking my brain going, when did Chucky get all those nails in him? I don't yeah. remember this. And then you find out Andy's just torturing him after his unsuccessful dates. And that's pretty great. I mean, he let him have a, a puff of that joint, but then he blasted yeah. his head. Oh, and that jump scare got me. With the... the, the that, <sighs> No, the when he asked for the joint, he goes, ah! Oh, that got me. And then there was one that was... Um, uh, they're outside and somebody's talking and the um, like a male nurse or Malcolm or something steps in. Oh, yeah. Steps up into frame. Steps up. And I was like, you guys got me. But that is such a cheap this trick. This goes back to Friday 13th part two, because we were talking about why would someone walk up to someone in the middle of the forest and not announce themselves until they put their hand on their shoulder. Well, and also in Friday 13th part two, at the very beginning, you see these two little kids, uh, one kid. Yeah. Feet. Oh, yes. Yes. Be like, you hear, come home, come back. And it's like, oh, mom kicks a puddle. Yeah. Walks away from that puddle immediately after walking. Yeah. Jason's feet comes in, which yeah. is like 
So that kid he was, was there. standing right next to. I but remember this one. Yeah. Malcolm, I can't remember that's his name. Yeah, but would have had to crawl on his hands and knees in full sight of, of whoever. So many people, yeah. and then that person. You know, you have sensory. Yeah, you understand the world. You'd be like, oh, I hear something. I feel something. But they might have actually been scared because you would be stunned into watching. Like, what are they doing? Crawling up to me, taking and then. Getting I mean, that guy's weird for doing that. He's the weirdest person in this whole yeah. scene. Yeah. I think they meant him to seem like he was a an authority figure. Yeah. Or, you know, bringing some sense into it. But it's like, no, you're bringing. Yeah. Don't don't crawl on your hands and knees behind somebody. No. And if you do, do that funny thing where you're like a little table and then they get pushed over it. That's not funny. <laughs> that's mean. I know. That's what I did to Eric Billsman, sixth grade. <laughs> that's uh, your story. That's like your flatliner story. If he died from that or something or became like paralyzed oh, and, yeah. and then he haunts you and your friends who yeah. pulled those shenanigans. Do you have anything um, out there like that? Like, what do you mean? Flat you know, you like killed somebody accidentally and yeah, now their families. a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. But that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Uh, okay. So then Claire's death, um, where uh, the um, um, she gets drugged. Yeah. I'm like, that's a funny drug. It makes you conscious. But you you don't feel anything in your body. It's like that's true lies, right? Doesn't that happen to them in true lies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's that's only an evil person has that. A doctor no, it's doesn't also have just that. a movie drug. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but her death was high style. It really was, and she is like one tear dropping going all for it the actress yeah. yes uh yes yeah, single teardrops before the the glass comes and uh chops off her head but is this the second time we've had that kind of death in yeah, yeah second like the head chop. in the honeymoon couple yeah um yes and the then it's a combination mirror. of the priest losing his head from the from right. curse but i mean distinctly shards of glass falling down to kill someone you're right, which is a very specific yeah, thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was all the spirit of getting everything under. I mean, I did like uh, um, when they were listing off the different kills that were ridiculous at the end. And one of the Chucky goes, all actual kills. Like, uh, yeah. they were like yeah. so proud of how Pretty silly good. this movie he's gotten. Uh, but the um, yeah, it was like slow motion, glass, uh and I like that Chucky did it with a can of compressed air. <laughs> that was the stupidest part. I loved it. The wide shot of him throwing it down. <laughs> Here's the thing. They so had me on a hook. Uh, even when he was holding the compressed air can, yeah. I was like, what? This is going to get real. I was like, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to like this. This is going to be bad. Uh, gory, gory, gory. But as soon <laughs> At like too visceral, too visceral. But as soon as they cut to that wide shot of what you were saying, yeah. what the compressed air can went, hit the floor, went up into the glass. I was like, I'm in a cartoon. Yeah. Because okay, did okay. you think like he was going to put that air into her body or something? Yeah. 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 It just seemed like it was. 
I mean, I knew something that was going to happen to have with the glass above because they tipped that up. But like, yeah, I thought it was going to be like he was going to light a fire from it or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, and they lit that fire on the Chucky hand. That was some really good old school watching the destruction of a Chucky yes, doll. Yes, and that that you know that Chucky throughout the rest of the movie because he's got this weird claw now. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the the scenes with the mom thinking the Chucky was her child and the scene where they're trying to prove where they're putting Chucky's hand in the thing. Um, but were my two favorite scenes, we never get a moment where you see Chucky go like, Oh, right. Like right. that. I wanted that. Cause I wanted to know that he was really suffering, but doing it. Yeah. Was it then? Or had that he not had been switched? Okay. Yeah. But maybe, no, no, no. He, I don't know because I don't know which one right. wound up in the grave site. I don't that, either. That, uh, but yeah, him flipping her off was pretty good. Huh? Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, hey, if it's Chucky or a chimp, uh, I'm good. I'm gonna be on <laughs> board for both. Um, uh, did I liked how the doctor used um, uh, motel hell hypnotizing techniques? Yeah, with the flashing light yeah. on the girl. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to our motel hell episode, check it out. Yeah, we talk about that weird hypnot. <laughs> Hypnosis technique. Um, so that doctor, this is kind of the ickiest part that he's yeah. like uh, abusing her. Um, I did think it fit in line with like uh, something I do like about these movies, which sort of sees all <laughs> heterosexual lust as like depraved and yeah. gross yeah. I, like that's a funny like continuing thing in all these movies so even the doctor here like he seems like the most compassionate one ends up being a guy who chucky's like i should be taking notes you I know. know yeah although i did like although that it is they, icky. Th yeah. this love scene this sex scene with her and multiple malcolm was cool because it it does kind of show you that you can have a final girl who just wants sex yeah, and there wasn't any repercussions to that or anything. That's it true. Just, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, and also that it's not a, a like you said, it's not this like CW teenager girl who's having sex. Yeah, and it's about um something else. Um, the uh, what was up though with that? Final image she had where she was like on the hallway. There was like a giant Chucky standing over the. I don't know because also when that Chucky's coming up as a shadow, it's making the like most clanging giant footsteps, and which is so funny to connect to a tiny little doll, little feet. <laughs> but that was she was having a dream yeah. at that point, right? Yeah, which um, I think Don Mancini wants to have a Nightmare on Elm Street, Child's Play on Elm Street. I think is what he calls it like crossover. I would love but, that. Yeah, it'd be good. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I could see Chucky in a bad dream nightmare. Yeah. Um, is it too, too, one too many loud mouths? Probably, but at this point, I would rather see that than continuing on with this storyline. I'd, I'm, I'm really curious to see what this reboot is like when we're, when we're starting fresh to see what, what they choose to take in both tone style and plot, you know? Yeah, and also then, um, you know, uh, I, it might not be in the immediate, but I'm sure there's some point where I'll be curious and check out the Chucky series. I'm wondering if they continue the multiple. Like, does it pick up where the... 
I'm sure it does. Picks up where Cult of Chucky ended. Does it? Or does it start? I think it starts new. Maybe I'm oh. wrong. Oh, I could be wrong. Well, I, I think the dwarves are still involved, so I don't they know. They are, if, but oh. isn't it a period piece or am I wrong? Oh, uh, okay, okay. I could be wrong. But yeah, but, but you were saying in regards to the reboot and stuff, like what they do with it. Yeah, I'll definitely be disappointed by that it, some things don't carry over. Um, like, I doubt we're going to get to hear, uh, la creme brulee, creme brulee. <laughs> give me the power, I beg of you. Is finally yeah. when I wrote that down was, give me the power, I beg of you. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, it's also, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, when we watch that reboot, but... It's funny how nobody has successfully rebooted outside of Halloween 2018. Like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre one had like a sequel that was like the beginning. You mean no one's rebooted the franchise to keep going? To keep going. Yeah. They kind of like bring right. it back. Right. They get what they need from the first movie and then yeah. they don't really follow it like the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I'm assuming this Child's Play movie is going to be the same. Like it uh, didn't yeah. seem like there was enough. No, you never hear about it. And yeah. then they went to series. So they would never make a sequel to this reboot. If anything, yeah. they'd come back to the yep. original in a way maybe that wipes a lot of the convoluted parts away. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. That you bring back Dorif, but it's more back to yeah Tiffany and like. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, you gotta just... Yeah, you kind of go back that. to like Bride of Chucky where things yeah. maybe went after that went astray. Yeah. Um, I could just see like a continuing series of movies with Chucky and Tiffany would be that's my what, dream. That's, I mean, they basically gave them a road trip movie, their first movie together. It should have yes. just been leave everything behind and it's the further adventures. It's like ro the road movies with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. The great Bing Crosby. <laughs> yes, the highly <laughs> beloved big by us. But imagine Tiffany and Chucky going international in little disguises like Hannibal Lecter at the end of Silence of the Lambs. Yes, we they just follow the 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 playbook of the Muppet movies, right? Yeah. So then the next one they it's like uh the Muppet Caper. Yeah. Like you're saying they go international. Yeah. The next one they try to start a show on Broadway. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to be in space and doing Chucky and Tiffany Treasure Island with Leprechaun. <laughs> um, the, and Jason X. Well, without a doubt. Um, now, that one kill was the Chucky shoving her, his arm in a woman's mouth. Yeah, okay. amazing. Um, then... I, I thought it was funny that the evil doctor, he calls her at one point, he's like, a murderess. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, fancy, fancy murderess. Yeah. And then literally like two minutes later, the Chucky made the joke of like, I think it behooves us. And he's like, behooves? Who are you? And I was like, well, make fun of that guy for saying murderess I too. know, I know. <laughs> um, and then that's when he makes the Hannibal joke. Yeah. Um. Oh, the thing he says is all actual examples when they list all the deaths. Um, I liked it when he said, welcome to the, welcome to the cult. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was cool with the title is yes, the cult of Chucky is these like three Chucky's, but by the end of the movie, 
Chucky has gotten everybody in his cult. Like yeah. Nika's in it, yeah. and Tiffany's back, and even Andy can't help but be in this cult. Yeah. Now we're in the cult, man. Right. Oh shit. And because there was no continuation, no movie after this, we'll continue to be in the cult oh, until there's God. another one. We better get into some voodoo. Um, I liked the three Chuckies killing Carlos. Yeah. Um, and three Chuckies killing Carlos sounds like a '90s independent movie. <laughs> like the it's on a double bill with eight heads of yeah. a duffel bag. Yeah. Um, six things to do in Denver when you're dead or whatever. It yeah. Is. Uh, uh, a hits in a duffel bag not available online anymore. I've uh, <laughs> really <laughs> maybe it's back, but god damn it, when I was watching that one night, I couldn't. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and I told you how I couldn't find Johnny Dangerously. You couldn't, Mm-mm. that's one of those Fox Library bought up by Disney, but nowhere to be found. I got it on Plex. Hey, buddy, oh, yeah, there was a Plex. Uh, a privacy yeah, break. Everybody had to log out. Oh my god! Did you? Uh, your name wasn't. Your password wasn't shared with any hackers, was it? What did you do on that day when Plex went down? All these babies were born, <laughs> conceived and born. Plex babies. Day. Plex babies. <laughs> uh, now, uh, uh, oh yeah, the last thing is just um, those crazy gory head stomps yeah and then malcolm yeah. dies with the thing drill through his eye um now for me the head stomps are drive had one and uh halloween halloween 2018. kills 2018 had yeah. the head stomp yeah. yeah um it's not necessarily a head stomp because those are like when a head becomes like a watermelon yeah. and they just like smush it which yeah I think we're done now, guys. I think we can leave the head stomping now. It is truly. It's enough. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, And I've just seen it enough now. I Uh, forgot about the drive one. Yeah. And I've never seen Irreversible, but is there something like Uh, that? I don't know. um, uh, But the, um, the thing, the one that sort of like it, but it's so cool and funny. Uh, You've seen Death Proof? Yeah. Recently. I, no, I don't remember. The last, you know, the last like 20 minutes is this big chase yeah. and it, it's just, uh, it goes on and it's so fun. He keeps stopping itself. And then finally they get him out of the car. They punch him three times. He falls over. She lifts her leg and drops the heel of her boot just on his face. And it goes to credits. Oh. <laughs> it's like uh, what we talk about all the time with those um, exploitation movies. Like there's no denouement right. like seems to be the joke yeah it's kind of like no as soon as the guy gets a boot in his head you can be done with You're it done. <laughs> uh but yeah maddie um trying to think well, what's of, your favorite kill then speaking of kills um i the 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 guy getting killed by the three carlos carlos yeah the independent movie three chuckies kill a carlos i'll go with claire the, just her performance i like matt i was up until the Carlos thing, in my mind, I was like, what's been my favorite kill? Oh, I know it's going to be the compressed air can going up <laughs> into the glass and shattering. Uh, but then, yeah, from behind, the three Chuckies came. From behind, the three Chuckies <laughs> came. Um, and I did love that moment you were talking about, that after the whole massacre, that Chucky is the only slasher oh, yeah. who can 
just sit down amidst the massacre and wait for the police to show up and they're none the wiser. Yeah. That is so That's great. cool and creepy. The way it's, his face goes from mean to relaxed smile. Yeah. It was oh, amazing. What did you think of Chucky's face? It was a little different, huh? Yeah, the model? it was closer to what I liked. On yeah, this I one. like it too. I like yeah. that it was smaller and the features were like cuter, but not overly so, but also not too human-y that it's yeah. like, why are his lips It looked like, like a real child's toy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that scene at the end when you find out that uh, Charles Lee Ray is down the body of Nika and uh, Tiffany and her uh, embrace and kiss. Um, it reminded me of uh, in Ghost when Patrick Swayze goes into Whoopi Goldberg's oh, body yeah. Uh, yeah. so he can dance with Demi Morrigan. Oh, yeah. But the movie... Like, I remember watching it on video for the first time with my sister, Amy, and they cut to Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. They do a movie trick of like, and my sister was like, they did that because they don't want to see two women dancing together. Like, they know that freak people out. Uh, I think it's also probably because of the romance of the movie. You want to see the two of them dance together. But uh, (laughs) it is funny. I was imagining if they just... cut to Brad Dorif <laughs> in that jacket and from the first Charles play being back there. And, and then, yeah, why not Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze as well? They're dancing why to be more. Why not Whoopi Goldberg and Brad Dourif? Yeah, hey, they've been in lots of movies. I'm sure those two have probably been in the same movie at probably. some point. Yeah. Well, let's recap here. Child's Play, we both gave a 10. Mm. Child's Play 2, I gave a 9. You gave an 8.5. Child's Play 3, I gave a 10. You gave an 8. Bride to Chucky, I gave a 12. You gave a 9. C to Chucky, we both gave 6s. So steep drop off there. Curse of Chucky, I gave it a 4. You gave it a 5.5. And here we are at Cult of Chucky. Hmm. What did I give the C? Uh, 6. We both gave it a 6. But we're, we're welcome to reevaluate. Yeah, with the mindset that I'm going to be reevaluating. Yeah, me too. I'll give this a, uh, a 7. Seven. I'm going to give this a 5.5. Because I do think I liked Seed more. Me too. But to say that it's like in the fives is just that it's not right. It it shouldn't be that low. So we'll figure it out. We got one more movie and then we'll... We'll revisit this. Before. I'll give this a six. You're right. This is better than a f- yeah. Oh, I wasn't trying to. No, but I I, I agree filibuster with you. you. I agree with you. <laughs> um, okay. I I'm curious. We should talk just briefly about. We have one more Chucky movie left. Yeah, and I think before we start Yuppie Nightmares, we want to yeah. we want to list what movies we're going to be doing. But, yeah, but that's going to be a serious undertaking to first of all collectively understand what all these movies are mm-hmm. and i'm thinking what we should do mm-hmm. is we'll do this next chucky movie and yeah. then we inevitably always take a little break between mm-hmm. seasons but should we during the middle of that break pop in a special mini episode where we deliver our picks for yuppie night we talk about which picks we're doing and uh, that's great i love that and then also maybe we have a discussion of order yeah. Because I was thinking yeah. uh, with Spring King Fling, the randomized order right. was perfect for it because that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And if anything, it was fun. With this, I was thinking, I do think 
in some ways they kind of move like a franchise where mm. one idea inspires another idea inspires right. another. So maybe watching them chronologically yes. could also be that's a, a discussion. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. And so in, in now between now and that first mini episode, and then we'll probably take a little break great. to, before we get to the series, we need to start somehow finding. So are there lists of these? Matt, I, I've been keeping, uh, a list. Should I just? Yeah, but throw I, out that I have one a list that has twenty five. Okay, that's great. And I we got to narrow it down to like eight to ten. But I think we can also put up a post on Patreon and let people. This isn't a nomination where you nominate the thing, but if you have ideas the more the merrier yes we're there's so many possibilities yeah. for this i would love to see should i lay out ones just in case people don't think of one real quick yes please okay okay fatal attraction the yeah. hand that rocks the cradle pacific heights sleeping with the enemy unlawful entry single white female bad influence after hours which is more a comedy oh, that's funny that i thought of that too recently yeah. yeah but it is he's a yuppie and he has a nightmare night yeah uh dead calm the mm-hmm. temp Fear, Cape Fear, Wolf, Breakdown, the Kurt Russell movie. Um, some of these are a little more elasticy in terms yeah. of the definition of Yuppie Nightmare. The Good Son, Panic Room, The Game, uh, found one called Masquerade, Gone Girl, mm. The Guest um, from 2014, and The Gift from 2015. Now, these are the ones, th- those were solid ones. Uh, these are ones consenting adults, which I've seen, but is icky. The tie that binds, changing lanes, mm. loft, uh, two thousand eight. Hider in the house, that's from nineteen eighty nine. Mm. The stepfather, swim fan, one hour photo, Lakeview Terrace, enough. The burbs could that could possibly be that's more in the cat uh, comedy category. These are the final ones, Matt. Thank you for <laughs> the River Wild, mm. Shattered, Malice, Presumed Innocent, Jagged Edge, Final Analysis. Oh, and how could I forget Raising Cain? Right. Okay, so that's. Let me just make a suggestion, and you could throw this out. Uh, some of these movies border on less thriller and more action adventure or like you said comedy mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. saying we should limit ourselves but i wonder if we should try to keep to the Thrills. thriller aspect i think so too the kind of like danger from another person mm-hmm. sort of almost bordering on horror thriller because there seem to be so many to choose from yeah that would help narrow it down a little i think the idea of there's a unit and or 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 a clean life, yeah, and then a, a, a character comes in and fucks up that yes. clean life. If that's the kind of definition we're using for, or instead of clean, yuppie. I don't yeah. know why I said clean. And, and adding the domestic element too mm-hmm. helps. So you you really your prime examples of this are sleeping with the enemy, the hand that rocks the cradle, even fatal attraction. These- yeah, I would say sleeping with the enemy. Maybe take that off. I'd say fatal attraction and hand that rocks the cradle feel like the biggest ones, right? You mean take that out of the running, or just for prime examples? Prime examples. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, 
Yeah, because it's a domestic family that's yeah. being upended by some interloper. Yes, yes. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I can't wait either. And, uh, oh... I don't know if you've seen Hand the Rocks the Cradle. Not any times. But the scene where this woman was nursing Chucky, who's not her actual child. Yeah. Let's just say, if you like that scene, you may love the Hand the Rocks the Cradle. (laughs) Say no more. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for the reboot of Child's Play. Oh. 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 (laughs) Dice will be watching it with us. Oh. Oh, we should mention that because Will Smith was our producer and then it was Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan had to end and Andrew Dice Clay is our new producer. Yeah. Bob Dylan was actually helpful with us. I guess he's buddies with Andrew Dice Clay. He said Andrew's interested. So he's here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And this all happened today when Bob Dylan didn't like us talking about his hair. Yeah, that all happened. I guess he said it had nothing to do with Little Richard. Mm-hmm. I was spreading. He said what it had a lot to do with Rich break? Little. What? He had, a, had more to do with Rich Little. Now, how do you do an impression of Rich Little? That's uh, the mind bender <laughs> of them all. <laughs> well, Matt, we love you. And we do love you too, Paul. <laughs> we'll okay, see bye you bye. next week. Bye. For more Gorley and Rust content, Head over to patreon.com slash with Worley and Rust to get episodes ad-free and a whole week early. Plus, monthly mailbag episodes and feature-length watch-along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's patreon.com slash with Gourley and Rust. Email us at withgourleyandrust at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gourley and Rust theme song by me, Matt Worley, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Candymans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.